0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, have some Ipswich councillors lost confidence in council staff? Jacob Madsen votes against adopting the city's annual budget. Nicole Jonik questions accuracy of information from council officers Paul Tully raises the urgent need for more traffic lights in Division 2 and a double backflip on the Pasali naming fiasco as rival councillors call for special meetings on July 7 and 12. It's Wednesday, July 6, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. It's NADOC Week. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. In this episode, I take a second and closer look at Ipswich City Council's budget meeting held on June 30 and the feud between councillors as rival groups call for two special meetings of councillors on July 7 and July 12. Five of nine Ipswich councillors, including Mayor Harding, are calling for a special meeting on July 12 to reverse the decision last week to reinstate the Pasali name on a bridge and road. Deputy Mayor Jacob Madsen claims to lead the call for another special meeting on July 7 to repeal the bridge naming voted on last week. Before I get to more on the bridge naming, to the untrained eye it may have appeared to be a perfectly normal budget meeting. But strange things were happening on June 30. For the first time in living memory, the budget was not endorsed unanimously by all councillors. In a bewildering move, Councillor Jacob Madsen voted against what amounts to his own committee's budget and Councillor Paul Tully abstained. What does this say about the relationship between councillors, and indeed between councillors and senior council staff? It's not a good look from the outside. Councillors then wonder why they cop flack from the public and media for their somewhat petty actions. In a separate vote at the same meeting, Jacob Madsen was the only councillor who did not support or endorse Council's annual operational plan. Again, a highly unusual move. Is Jacob Madsen setting himself up for a major disagreement with the Council's CEO and senior staff? It's certainly not the way to win friends and influence people if your reason is simply that some projects did not go your way. Rather than highlight what is being done in the $621 million budget, Councillor Madsen took time to highlight what wasn't being done.
1: Very good to see some funding for Grandchester Mountmort Road to be designed, but I must, you know, warn everyone: if um, the money doesn't follow through for construction of that, we're going to have a problem. There's a lot of um, cars from Brisbane that go out and visit certain things out that way, and they're not getting off the road, and the road isn't wide enough, and it's, you know, people are scared to drive on it. So that's obviously an indicator that something needs to happen. And I'm glad that we're at least starting the process by designing. Um, I wanted to be open with the community on a couple of other projects. Um, Not happy to see the William & Mary Street Blackstone intersection deferred. Uh, That's a project I think that in a perfect world would have been delivered before I had any interest in being a councillor. Same can be said of the Ripley Road, Reef Street intersection at Flinders View. And then, lastly, on um, School Road, we've deferred, deferred some design money and um, preliminary works money for 2324. And if you're there every morning, it's pretty critical because there's been quite a few houses move into the Greenwood Village area in the east of Redbank Plains, and because of the volume of traffic on Redbank Plains Road, again, people are scared of scared of going onto it, and that. Particular intersection, won't be upgraded until the delivery of Redbank Plains Road stage four. Um, so people are going the other way, via Hallett's <coughs> Road and then onto School Road and um, at school time, it's just really quite bad, the um, congestion. It's, it's, it's noteworthy, it's, you know, people are struggling to get around our city at various points of the day. So I just bring those three items up.
0: Jacob Madsen also expressed some doubts about Council's financial forecasts.
1: we have got some serious concerns about um, where our finances sit beyond the forward estimates, those years five to ten. Um, in the budget it's got some pretty, some pretty big budget surpluses projected and I don't know if we've we've found the golden goose, but it's very rare for any level of government to achieve those things over the long term. So I'm very concerned about that. And I, you know, but I'm as always, I'm willing to work with all of you on that. Um, I know we've all got a resolve to be the best council we can be. And that's what I'll be focusing on in the next 12 months. It's just important for me this morning to draw a line in the sand and say, these are things I'm not moving on. These are things I'm not accepting. These are things that we need to do better. And I'm um, looking forward to working with all of you um, to do just that.
0: Councilor Nicole Jonik made these comments to the meeting.
2: We as councillors need assurances that the financial information we receive is accurate and reliable. And in order for us to do that, um, the insurance, assurances come to a large extent through sound systems and internal controls. Whilst management is usually responsible for the implementation of appropriate internal controls, this council is collectively responsible for the development and review of these controls. In this budget, we've got the inclusion of Ripley in our capital works, and I'm happy with that. I am yet to see updated QTC projections and figures for the CBD redevelopment after several months, and I requested that at the last meeting, noting that we have an upcoming workshop after this budget (coughs) delivery on the 7th of July. Our asset register and associated conditions for these assets is inferior, but I know that the organisation is working to address this. The fact that our infrastructure and environment department including open space maintenance teams have not grown with the level of new roads and parks that we have taken on is concerning to me, but I know this concern has been heard by management and I look forward to the changes to come. The contracts for open space maintenance were previously awarded on a 40% weighting on price, which consequently saw them collapse. Uh, And my division and Councillor Tully's division um, really saw the brunt of that. In my opinion, I think I've let everyone know that this council needs to prioritise spend on what we are fundamentally here to do. We need to have a widespread prioritisation of projects across all departments of council and we need to plan future budgets well in advance with increased deliberation for future years, not just the immediate three year forward.
0: There was high praise for one senior manager.
2: Special thanks to Sean Madigan because it is infathomable how far that department has come under his management. Um, Looking back, a year, two years ago till now, um, I, I I don't know how he's done it, but I just want to thank him and the team under him and everyone in council for um, all the hard work. It's not easy.
0: Meanwhile, Paul Tully has had a good run at being successful in getting traffic lights installed at many intersections in Division 2. However, there's a couple that haven't come soon enough.
3: Referring specifically to several issues in Division 2 and, of course, in any budget, in any year, um, um, there's not always the opportunity for um, everything to be included because at the end of the day, it's uh, the bottom line on people's rate notices which governs to a large extent what we do and how we do it. But there's a couple of issues that still haven't been addressed that have been raised by myself and Councillor Johnick over some period of time now. One is the fairly urgent need now for uh, traffic lights on um, Augusta Parkway at uh, Brookwater, uh, particularly at Tournament Drive. Uh, there's four lanes of traffic there, um, high pedestrian movement. That's the uh, vehicular movement into the Brookwater Golf Club. But um, on diagonally opposite corners, there are uh, commercial uh, premises. I believe that we need to um, uh, relook at that during the coming year to For some urgency, um, it is a traffic issue, serious tra- traffic issue, because Augusta Parkway is the busiest suburban road that is non-main road um, in in the city of Ipswich, and I would. Um, urge councillors to uh, support the Division 2 councillors next year to advance that particular project. In a similar vein is the intersection of um, Alice and Queen Street's Goodner. Uh That's in close proximity, within a kilometre of uh, three schools, and uh, it's an extremely busy uh, intersection, um, many hours of the day, and uh, that needs to be advanced rather than put back further, which it has been. Councillor Johnny, and I, I have... Uh, Espoused a community cricket oval at um, um, Britain's Road, Augustine Heights, and I. That's the old Redbank Plains Good and the Pony Club land. Um, I would hope that um, we, we could uh, look for uh, external uh, and, if necessary, internal funding uh, for that. It's um, The local residents are, are very anxious for a project of that nature as a community cricket oval um, and a sporting oval. Um, in that vicinity, in the the suburb.
0: You've got to ask yourself, by not scoring these new traffic lights in the new budget, is that what was behind Paul Tully's reason to abstain from voting? The rumblings below the surface in the council chamber are certainly getting louder. The high ideals and honourable intentions first-time councillors started with when they were elected are being slowly eroded away by an underlying cancer of discontent. In both council meetings on June 30, it was clear for all to see and hear. So what is the end game here? Any air of cooperation seems to have evaporated, with a group of councillors looking to embarrass or undermine Mayor Harding at every opportunity. If this keeps happening, then we could be looking at all sitting councillors being swept from office at the March 2024 council election. If they don't start playing nicely together, then anything is possible. On July 4, we heard the surprise announcement led by Mayor Theresa Harding that Councillor Russell Milligan has done a double backflip and apologised for voting on June 30 in favour of reinstating the Pasali name on a bridge and road. ABC News quoted Russell Milligan as saying, Without reservation, I unconditionally apologise to anyone who is a victim of crime, especially sexual assault, and in particular, anyone who was a victim of the crimes committed by the former Mayor of Ipswich, Paul Pasali what's evolving before our eyes is the most divisive issue facing this council the saga is certainly the most controversial issue to make it into the public domain so far during this current term still confused the next installment can be viewed live on council's youtube channel on july 7 at 4 p.m and july 12 at 9 a.m a reminder you'll find links in the show notes to ipswich city council's youtube channel where you can watch meetings live and on demand. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener supported. Please make a once only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favorite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening.